Welcome everyone to episode two of Jim Secrets Podcast. My name is Alex Tramozzi and I will be your host on this magic carpet ride. Um, hope you guys have an awesome morning or whatever time of day that you guys are uh, listening in. Um, one of the concepts that I want to talk about today is probably the, the first thing that I bring up with every single gym owner that I get on the phone with. And I usually talk to two to three new gyms a day. Um, and it's going to be central to everything that I talk about with regards to gyms. So I figured it would be uh, salient <laughs> uh, to bring it up uh, in the first podcast. And it's, and it's this basic concept between how do you attract customers and what is your initial offer going to be? Um, on one hand, I would say most gyms, gurus, whatever it is, um, would espouse doing a low barrier to entry offer, an LBO is probably how I'll refer to it going forward. Um, and there, here's, here's going to be a numerical demonstration of why I don't think that's, why that makes any sense. Um, and then I'll maybe talk, I'll touch a little bit on the psychological reason why I don't think it makes sense. But the biggest one is just going to be the dollars and cents reason. So no matter what you're doing or where you're advertising, and if you're not advertising, then Boy, do we need to talk. But, um, <laughs> but no matter where you're, you're, you're running your ads or you're getting your traffic from, whether that's YouTube ads, Instagram ads, Facebook ads, you're running newspaper ads, direct mail, whatever it is, right? You're going to be paying a certain amount for a certain amount of attention, right? And then you're, from that, you're going to be able to convert a certain amount of attention into increase. And from those increase, a certain amount of those into sales, right? So it's going to come – the cost of acquisition is going to be a really important number to understand um, and then how it relates to cash flow. So I'll break down this. If you were to think about this mentally as two different sides of a piece of paper, on the left side you have an LBO, and on the right side you have what I would consider a medium ticket offer, which would be like a $500, $600 offer, which I think works best for the introductory offer for a low ticket um, pricing uh, recurring. So if your recurring is like around the you know $100 to $200 a month range, then I would consider that a low ticket recurring, which is usually your large group, your boot camps, your CrossFits, um, any you know circuit style, whatever you want to call it, um, training facilities. Now, here's what how this works from the number standpoint. So let's say in LBO you spend a thousand dollars on advertisements, wherever you get them from, um, and let's say from that thousand dollars you get a hundred leads. Okay. 100 leads, um, this costs you about 10 bucks a lead. And then from those 100 leads, let's say you convert 30% of those people um, over the phone into uh, you know, a $21, 21-day promotion. So you convert 30 people at $21, you make $630 on the front end uh, from your $1,000 spent. Now, uh, there's a couple important numbers from here. So from 100 leads, you did $630, which means you have $6.30 per lead in revenue, all right, which will be an important number I'll get back to. So $6.30 per lead. Um, the other important thing to note here is that uh, time duration. So usually this will take, let's say, two weeks to start, uh, you know, to run the whole campaign, and then maybe uh, 21 days, obviously, to, to fulfill on that 21-day promotion. And then once the 21-day promotion is over, maybe a week to convert everyone, right, over into EFT. So the whole thing will take six weeks. Here's why I don't think that works well. So I used to work with, like, the, the concept is, okay, well, I lost a little bit on the front end. I spent 1000 made 600 so I lost 400 bucks. Not too big of a deal because I'm going to get, of these 30 people, I'm going to get half of them to stay. Like, that's the thought. But um, how it works on reality, and the reason that we think about that is because, like, most of us grew up with LA Fitness and 24-Hour Fitness and all the big gyms, and that's how they did it, right? They ran LBOs, free months, free whatevers to get people in the door and then keep them on $29 a month memberships, right? 
So I've worked with some of these big gyms and I know what their numbers are. So usually they spend about $150 to acquire a customer that pays $29 a month for 36 months, which is usually their lifetime value. So you're like, they're happy to do that. Now the caveat is it takes them five months to recoup that initial $150 that they spent in the acquisition process. And I don't know about you, but most small business owners, especially small gym owners, don't have the cash flow to float or the cash reserves to float five months of acquisition costs for a new customer. So if you had to spend money on marketing for five straight months and not make any money and then finally turn your first dollar of profit, most people couldn't do that, um, which is why running our gyms and our promotions that way doesn't make sense because I'll go back to the example and show how this gets limited. So you have like that whole process, right? You had two weeks of sales, three weeks of fulfillment, and then maybe a week of conversions it was maybe six weeks. So the average gym, let's say, has 100 clients all right, on EFT that I talk to, not people, not like successful gyms, I'm just saying the average gym, right? And 100 gyms is, 100 people is just enough to pretty much break even um, and live out of the business account and spend less than $500 a week and try not to spend any money. That sounds familiar to anyone, we should talk. But anyways, um, <laughs> shameless plug. Anyways, so from that, uh, <coughs> from that 100 people, most people have about a 10% attrition rate. Like I said, average, average gyms do 10% attrition. So they lose 10 people a month. They sign up 10 people a month and that's where they stay. And they stay in that rodeo for years sometimes because they can't sign up more than they're losing. Right? So if that LBO offer, let's say they sign up 30 people over the phone, that means 25 people actually show up because it's so cheap and they don't care about it anyways. From the 25 people that show up actually, eh, you'll keep, let's say half if you're, if you're, if we're being really optimistic, right? Um, because the jump from 21 to, you know, $200 a month is fairly significant, whatever, right? So 12 people end up staying over that six-week period, right? Uh, because that's that's the end result of that whole campaign. Now, mind you, in that, because this whole campaign didn't happen in a vacuum. You weren't not just net 12 positive. You had time that elapsed, and you had to make up for attrition. Like, attrition's like the inflation for the dollar, but for a gym, right? So it's like you might have made some money, but at the same time, your money got devalued. So you might have signed up some clients, but your gym lost members. So over that whole six, six week period, you would have lost, you know, 15 members from attrition. And then you gained 12 clients off this marketing campaign. And so over that whole period of time, you're net negative and you lost $400 on the front end and guys will continue to get on this train and ride it over and over and over again. And usually they start, they end up back where they started and they don't know why they don't know why their gym won't grow. Right. If this sounds similar to anyone, good <laughs> because there's other ways to do it okay so keep that in your mind that's that's the old way of doing things okay Mosey Nation, real quick, if you are a business owner that has a big old business and wants to get to a much bigger business, going to 50, $100 million plus, we would love to talk to you. And if you like that or would like to hear more about it, go to acquisition.com. You can apply anywhere on the page and talk to one of our team and see if we can help you get there. The new way of doing things is by offering medium and high ticket offers as front end offers. Now, here's why this makes sense, okay? I'll just give the numbers behind a medium ticket offer. Let's say <clears throat> you sign people up on a $600, you know, six week offer to start off with. And most people are like, I, I could never charge that much. I promise you, we've done it in a hundred and some markets. You can. We sold it in the hood of DC. You can. I promise. All right. But just walk with me in this fairyland for a moment. So let's say you spend the same thousand bucks, you get the same hundred leads. Okay. Realistically, you'd probably be cheaper leads because the offer's better, but I will get into that. 
So let's say you spend a thousand, you get a hundred leads. From those hundred leads, you close twenty percent of those people into a six hundred dollar offer. Okay, so it's twelve thousand dollars right there. From there, you upsell them another hundred and fifty dollars ahead in supplements with a fifty percent margin. So you're making seventy five dollars ahead on top of that. So you're making six seventy five per person who signed up. Okay, times twenty. All right, so you're looking at thirteen thousand five hundred dollars off of that initial thousand dollars of ad spend. All right, now obviously you're getting 13 and a half to one, which is great, but here's where it gets even cooler. Um, if you compare the two revenue per lead, okay, the first example we had was $6.30 per lead. This example is $135 per lead. So if you're to back up and look at it, you're like, okay, this guy makes $135 lead, this guy makes $6.30. Okay, so if I have all these different avenues of buying traffic, who's going to be able to reliably buy more leads. The guy on the right, the guy who had $135 per lead. Who's going to be able to buy more expensive leads? Him. Who's going to be able to buy more quantity of leads? Him. If it's an auction-based thing, who's going to be able to price who out of the marketplace? He's going to be able to price the other guy out of the marketplace. He's, get, he's getting 21 times the revenue on the front end as the guy on the left. Okay. Now, here's where it gets, um, I think, even cooler. So the reason that we have been able to fill up gyms in 30 days, and that was like my claim to fame, and I always opened my gyms at full capacity, except for my first one, which I learned my lesson from, and then everyone after that we opened at full capacity. So it, it, it works like this, okay? If every time, so from a day-to-day -day standpoint, let, the guy on the, on the left, he lost money in the front, which means he had to take money out of his pocket, spend it, hoping to acquire customers, and then recover that money on the back end over time right, with an increased DFT. That's the hope. The reality isn't that, which is hopefully what I explained, okay? Now, the the opposite of that, and, and that's why, mind you, as a side note, why people in the fitness space used to, were like, or a lot of gym owners like, Facebook used to work, doesn't work anymore. They changed their algorithm. It's like, they didn't change their algorithm. Just better competitors came to the marketplace, and like, you just no longer were a strong competitor because stronger guys came in and they were able to outbid you for the same amount of attention, the same amount of impressions. And so when you're making $6.30 per lead, you can't go very far. When you're making $135 a lead, if they 5X their prices, we're still making four to one and we can still play here. You can't because you're doing $6.30. Hopefully this is resonating with someone who's listening. Um, but uh, here's how it works from a day-to-day -day standpoint, and I think this is probably the most powerful piece of why the new way is the new way and it's the better way. It works like this. So let's say you spend $50 on day one. $50, typically speaking, um, as an aggregate of all the campaigns that we've been running, usually will get you about 15 leads, okay? So you get 15 leads for 50 bucks, and you're closing 20%, which means you close three sales at 600. So you make 1,800 bucks. Day two, you close three sales, at 600, you spend the same 50 bucks, you make 1800. Day three, same thing, spend 50, make 1800. Now here's the cool thing, on day four, if you have any kind of process or mind, body's implant or waterfly, whatever it is, right? That first uh, sales day, all right, of $1,800 will hit your account, okay? And so at that point, let's say you started with your account with $500, so it debited 50, 50, and 50. All right, so you were down to 350 for this marketing campaign. But on day four, $1,800 hits that account. So now you're at $2,150. And then on Friday, another $1,800 hits. And so you're at uh, $3,950, okay? And you're still spending $50 a day. So what happened here? Your initial budget 
grew because of the positive cash flow in the acquisition process. Now, this is why this is super important. A lot of people always ask me, well, how much, how much should I budget for marketing? I'm like, we don't budget for marketing. We make money when we market, which is why we could continually, I call it customer financed acquisition, but customers were financing the acquisition of more customers. So all we really needed to do to start a gym was put $5,000 aside, sign a lease, and then within 30 days, we bought the flooring, painted the walls, bought the equipment, put the front desk in, put the sign out front, did all that stuff while selling and opening the gym with 200 people. So when you sign up 200 people at $600, you make $120,000 when you open your gym, starting with an empty bank account. So like, how cool would it be to be paid to open your gyms? Like there's a reason we were able to open six in such a short amount of time off of cash flow. Like this is why, this is how we did it, right? And if you follow the same logic, if it doesn't cost you money to acquire customers and you make money in the acquisition process, then you would logically always be in the acquisition process because you can do so profitably. And as long as you can do so profitably, then your gym will always be at full capacity, which then raises the next question. Once my gym's at full capacity, then what do I do? Which I will address in the next Gym Secrets podcast. So anyways, hope this was useful for you guys. Um, it's a really central concept to how I talk about gyms and how we talk about acquiring customers and how to talk about, talk about filling gyms. Um, which if your gym isn't full and you've been open for longer than 30 days, um, this is for you. All right, so uh, hope you're having an amazing, um, amazing day, and uh, I will catch you on the flip side tomorrow, or maybe in a second if you're binge podcast listening. All right, talk to you soon. Hormozy out.